Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. A-teamers, uh, 33 minutes after 10. Uh, I'd like to remind you that uh, our lines are open. You can interact with us on uh, 011-714-2006 or SMS on 41391. WhatsApps go to 0614-104107. In our social conversations, we are speaking to Reverend Kenneth Mishwe, who's the president of the African Christian Democratic Party. They've released a statement saying that... Uh, they believe that President Ramaphosa was too lean on details of exactly how law and order will be restored in South Africa. With that, let's welcome Reverend Mishwe. Thank you very much for joining us. Good evening, uh, Patricia and all the listeners. Reverend, um, I'd, I'd like you to please just take us through some of the pointers in your statement as uh, the ACDP. You know, one of our major concerns at this moment is the divisions and contradictory messages that are coming from cabinet. You know, on Friday, the president addressed the nation, raising concerns about the looting, destruction of property, and so on. But he also said that there was an attempted insurrection and coup in the country. And then a few hours later, today or day or so, the Minister of Defense contradicted the state president and said that there was no evidence of insurrection or attempted coup in the country. It is concerning. There is no country I know of any democratic country where a minister of defense can publicly contradict the state president. Uh, Remember, the minister of defense is in charge of the army. And now, when a president speaks based on the intelligence he received, that there is something brewing there are attempts to have an insurrection. And then the person leading the army says, it is not true. It is concerning. Now, as we know that the acting minister in the presidency, Kumbuzo Nchaveni, today on ENCA, stated that the minister of defense has clearly contradicted the state president. She further said that the position of government was clearly articulated by the president of an attempt of an insurrection. Now, thereafter, we saw and we heard again that the Minister of State Security said before the looting took place, they gathered intelligence on the ground and handed it in to the Minister of Police. And the Minister of Police today on television denied and said he was never given such an intelligence report. He even said, I did not sign anything. You that are saying I was given the report, show me my signature. 
Now, again, the minister, the acting minister in the presidency, Nkumbuzo Ntavini, came on the scene and said, please stop mudslinging in public. So now you have two senior members contradicting each other publicly about the security of the country, reasons behind the looting and destruction of property, and then you also have the Minister of Defense contradicting the president, saying what the president said is not true. Now, it becomes even of greater concern. And you know that the international community, including enemies of South Africa, if South Africa has enemies out there, have heard that there are divisions within cabinet. And you know that a house divided against itself cannot stand. Now, I want now, to ask you, Rev. Where is food? Yeah. What's going to happen? Are we secure? What's happening? So, Rev, with all these contradictions and mudslinging in inverted commas, because I'm also quoting what was said by Acting Minister, um, do you feel that these are signs of cracks within the ruling party itself? And and I ask this purely because most of these uh, members who are mudslinging, inverted commas again, are all part of the ANC, which is the ruling party. You know... Over the years, ministers in government were always quick to defend one another. They never contradicted themselves publicly, particularly in measures of security. They have never done that. So these are clear signs and indications that there are serious divisions within the ruling party. But sadly, divisions among people who should be ensuring that our country and its people are all safe. And because of these divisions, there are those who will agree and side with the president, and there are those who will side against the president, which is very, very unfortunate. So if the ruling party could listen, the ANC could listen to its senior members, former presidents, who are saying, please, please heal the rift come together, sort out your differences so that South Africa can be taken forward. It is not happening. I know that the president, former president Tabumbegi has thrown in his weight, he has spoken, but I'm not sure whether he's being listened to. So if these rifts continue, definitely the split is going to be obvious and it is going to manifest. And when it manifests, the party is going to split and the question is what's going to happen. A-teamers, I'd like you to weigh in on uh, the discussion we're currently having with uh, Reverend Kenneth Mishre, who's the president of the ACDP, which is the African Christian Democratic Party. We are looking at um, um, a statement that they've issued and um, other issues that emanate from it around the fact that they feel as the AC, uh, ACDP that President Ramaphosa was too lean on details of exactly how law and order will be restored. And this is on the backdrop of uh, the recent um, protests and unrest that we've experienced in Gauteng and in uh, KZN. Call in on 011-714-2006 or you can SMS on 41391. WhatsApps go to 0614-104107. 
Do you, as the ACDP, uh, Reverend Mishra, believe that there is actually a coup happening? Or do you feel that it's just uh, the rifts within the ruling party that are now infiltrating into the way the country is being governed? You know, when you see how the looting was coordinated, and it shows that there are clearly people who are working against government. And again, publicly, there are some who have said they want to destabilize the government. They want to destabilize the nation. Now, obviously, that is a very, very serious attempt, serious plan, that if the president, together with those on his side, those who are supporting him, should be sending a clear message that we will not allow a coup in South Africa. We will not allow a destabilization of the country because that is not going to be good for anybody. We know that when the country is destabilized and there is insurrection in the country, that unfortunately there comes a period of shooting one another, killing one another, innocent people losing their lives, and South Africa cannot afford something like that happening. So these risks are a great, great concern. Those that can uh, be able to convince the anti-Ramaphosa group, that is the one that is talking about uh, destabilizing the country, to please consider the country to have the interest of the country above their personal narrow interests, such people shall have helped those who can. And I'm appealing that those who can convince them that put the country before your interest. If you don't want Ramaphosa to continue leading, next year they have an elective conference. Why don't they do it democratically rather than destabilize the country? There are many people who are suffering, who don't have food, uh, unemployment has increased. Now it is looking. Hundreds of more people, of hundreds of thousands of more people, are, have lost their jobs, have lost their income. What is going to happen? Where are, what are they going to do? So we are being behalf of the ACDP and all nothing Africans are saying those who can prevail on the anti Ramaphosa group, please, for the sake of the future of this beautiful country. Let us stop destabilizing the country. Let us engage one another. If they could engage the National Party government that was operating blacks in South Africa, and successfully so, why can't they engage one another and bring their risk and their divisions and their infighting to the end? The divisions within the ANC, even though politics, politicians can say they are good for them because the ANC is going to split and they are going to lose power, but let's put the interests of the country above our narrow political opinions. So in your statement, you say that you are very disappointed by the president's uh, speech where he he was outlining the details of how, uh, you know, law and order will be restored in Gauteng and KZN. Uh, why is this? Because, you know, others would say, hmm, he has a issued out 25,000 um, uh, South African National Defense, uh, Defense Force and they're out now into the various parts of the country and we can see that there is a calm now since they've been out. So why the disappointment from your side as a political party? 
Well, when we spoke about the disappointment, obviously, those 25,000 soldiers were not on the ground. Okay. He did not give the specifics how it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And also two days ago, we did not even have those 25,000 on the ground. There there was only 10,000 of the 25,000. And we still ask the question, why when government knows that things are not okay, there is destabilization attempts, why don't they just release those 25,000 once rather than release them in batches? Because this is an emergency and it must be treated as such. So we were disappointed and I was disappointed and I'm still disappointed because what is we are seeing with our eyes does not say peace is going to be restored soon. You remember that the, the anti-Ramaphosa group on publicly, they went on television and said they gave him 14 days to meet their demands. If not, they're going to restart what they did in KZN and in Gauteng. Now, the question is, will they be able to contain them this time if they start again? Because they, when they failed in Gauteng, one of my criticism was, when they were busy in KZN, they told the public that after KZN, they are coming to Gauteng. They would do in Gauteng what they did in, in KZN. One would have expected the police and the army government to be ready for them. Government to say to them, if you are saying after what you have done in the KZN, you are going to do the same thing in, in Gauteng, we'll be waiting for you. That didn't happen. They came into Gauteng, they did exactly what they did in KZN. So how can one be confident, particularly because the 14 days are not yet over? Hmm. South Africans must not sleep and sit on their laurels and say government is in control. It's not in control. The guys who, had, who have destroyed Gauteng and part of parts of Gauteng and KZN are waiting to see what's going to happen in the 14 days that they've given government. So they are relaxing now. Well, Nobody can convince me and say the police are now in charge. They have uh, everything under control. It cannot be true. Knowing well, that those guys are not doing anything because they are waiting to see whether the government is going to meet their demands within these 14 days. And after 14 days, then we can talk. If after 14 days, after maybe two, uh, three weeks, then they come. And one could say maybe the police have in control. They are in, police are in control. We can't say that right now. We have to see. We have to watch and wait. Reverend, we've been hearing reports that uh, six have been apprehended who were deemed as instigators of all this, uh, uh, um, you know, unrest. And maybe that's one of the actions. But for me, when I look at some of the media footage that we are seeing around uh, these deployed uh, soldiers who are out in the communities, I'm seeing them in informal settlements um, going to (laughs) collect things that were apparently looted. And I'm saying apparently because they are demanding receipts from all residents. So if you had your own rice that was not yet opened, it will be taken even if you didn't loot it. And for me, I'm asking myself, does this even bring comfort to anyone as a South African that the the, 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 the soldiers are now coming in the aftermath, but they're not going to communities like Phoenix where there are still reports of bodies that were were dumped after being shot and beaten up and killed. 
And we are not seeing that footage. So maybe from your guys' side as a political party, are, are you seeing the impact of them being in the communities that are vulnerable, that have been deemed as looters, repossessing those goods, but not going where there's really, um, you know, killing and fights and, and instability within communities? That does not bring comfort to us at all. Mm. You know, the fact is, they go after the looting, after the damage, after the destruction. Then they go in. You want to see them prevent and not just go afterwards and then go to innocent people. We also are getting reports from families who are saying they come into our home saying they are looking for stolen property. One family said, a fridge I bought three months ago. They want the receipt for it. I didn't, she said, I didn't keep the receipt because I never anticipated that something like this was going to happen. Some people are saying the police are stealing from what was stolen. So where do you find comfort when you are not sure whether these uh, this, uh, uh, things that have been looted are going to truly be put at the central place and be destroyed at the right time, as we were told by the minister, uh, the acting minister in the presidency today, tonight, that those uh, items are going to be destroyed. But who knows? Because there are some allegations that some of them are being taken to the homes of some of these policemen. So it doesn't bring us comfort. We hear these things, and where there were real, real action taking place, you don't see, as you said about Phoenix. Phoenix people are asking the question, where are, where are they? Because we are told that the guys who were shooting are going to come back. It's a challenge. Well, well, you know, yeah. Let, let, let me go to this voice note, Rev, because I think all of us would like to find ourselves at a point where we are healing as a country, at a point where we know where our defense is coming from, what the action plan is for the defense, so we can feel a bit of comfort in what we are facing because yes, underlying in all these issues is poverty, unemployment and, and instability in general of our economy and I'm glad you've mentioned these things but let's go to some of our voice notes here. The challenge here is that even smaller parties keeps on criticizing but they are not strong on issues of intelligence such that those of us who understand intelligence and have been in there, when we communicate with them, the smaller parties, they are unable to take these matters further with the government or the president. KJ. Good evening, ma'am. My name is Kenneth from Port Elizabeth. My take on this is that even before Jacob Zuma became a president when he was taking down Tawumbeki using Malema, we started since then focusing on Jacob Zuma. Up until the 10 years he was president, up until now, it's still Jacob Zuma. It's like there is no more pressing issues in this country except for Jacob Zuma. With all the things that are supposed to be attended to, but you are focusing on Jacob Zuma. This man should be jailed for all this time that he stole for our country. He looted our country of time, 
we could have been doing other things, progressing as a country, but still focusing on Jacob Zuma. Can even be. Good evening. Around, uh, the the enemies that, that, that doesn't sleep. We are experiencing the, them here in Cape Town. They've come in, they come in as tax associations. They are ensuing confusion in between the two tax associations. And now they are fighting with each other. They're not fighting as, as such, but it's just a threat for people not to go to work to go to. To, 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 to make it as a, 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 to make it a, an economic sabotage. So watch the space. You can see what is going to happen here in Cape Town because of these two associations and the enemy which have penetrated already. Thank you, Mike, in Cape Town. Sister Patricia, <clears throat> hey, my sister, I'm, I'm very heartbroken by what. Uh, is being is being spoken on the radio right now <clears throat> excuse me i you know it doesn't bring comfort what is happening the government is pulling the people i've seen these pictures they're not going to mshanga to collect these fridges they're only coming to black people's places they're taking stuff from them what is he doing now the president he's is fueling more anger to people because people are hungry, one, let's not forget. Doesn't mean if they looted those stuff, they will go, they won't go hungry after they've, uh, they, 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 the food has been repossessed from them. Instead, what he's doing, he's taking, you know, you don't do that to a hungry person. Because immediately you do that, they say, okay, fine, well, I'm dead already. So if you do this, you, you might as well just kill me. So instead, the government is doing a very wrong move. I don't know if, if he didn't play chess. This is a wrong move. He didn't calculate it. He's sending soldiers as if now these people are armed. These people are not armed. Right now, there's a container lost. The whole container full with arms. Who stole that container? Who stole it? Let me leave it there. Thank you. Our A-teamers, our A-teamers are amazing. The questions you are asking. All right, we've got five minutes left. I'm going to give uh, literally 30 seconds to Anonymous on the line, and then we go back to wrap up with uh, Reverend Mishwe. Uh, Anonymous, good evening. Good evening to you, Patricia, and your guests. Could you come? I need to ask a few questions to Reverend Mishwe. You're going to make it quick, please. Uh, okay. Uh, what? Uh, why did it, why did these transactions took place? after Mr. Zuma went to prison. Because they were hungry long time ago, for more than five years, ten years, they were hungry, and they didn't have jobs, they didn't have money, the government wasn't giving them anything. Who's what they? transactions took place? Anonymous, who's they? Who's they? Yes, you say they the, were hungry, they, they were no, unemployed. They, Who? Who's they? were they? unemployed and hungry for who's many they? years. The public. Okay. The, uh, the, uh, the uh, public, whether it's disadvantaged, whether it's not disadvantaged, business closed down, people were hungry because they didn't have jobs. All right. How many Th million people are without a job? Thank right. you for the and question. And why were people, there were also Indians, that were, there were a few Indians that I saw. Those, and the people that I've seen, a few people that known, one person works for my neighbor. Now he's employed. Why was he there looting? Thank you very much, Anonymous. And, okay. uh, we're going and to furthermore, why the uh, police didn't do it? 
Thank you, Anonymous. Um, let's allow Reverend to respond. Rev, um, you've heard uh, our A-teamers, Anonymous, uh, telephonically and the voice notes. Uh, could you please just uh, give your response? And I, I know some of the questions you can't answer directly because you are not the current sitting president of South Africa. Uh, you don't run the Defence Force. But from your view as a political party that is prominent in South Africa, the African Christian Democratic Party, what are your responses? Um, the police and the president have acknowledged the fact that they have failed the South Africans. That is a fact. They have failed South Africans. In many places where the looting was taking place, some policemen were just standing and watching. They were not trying to stop. They were not trying to intervene. They were just watching. Now, the question is asked, why this? How did this start? And so on. Now, what we get from the media is that when the, uh, the people who were demanding for the former president Jacob Zuma to be released from prison and they went into the streets, the analysts are saying that the criminal element took over. They saw a gap to use and they used that to start looting and destroying properties. But in this, within this criminal element, there are people who are trying to stir racial conflict. So what happened in Phoenix, for example? You had people from the townships who attacked Indians in Phoenix, and they retaliated. And from wait, what we saw... Wait, 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 wait. Rev, um, I think maybe, I, I don't know, from what I've been told, it was the other way around. It, 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 and at the videos I've seen, it wasn't people coming from Guamashu or Emawoti attacking uh, people in Phoenix. What I saw is people in Phoenix with guns <laughs> shooting and beating up black people who are coming from Phoenix, from from Guamashu and and um, and the surrounding areas, Emawoti. And those are the videos I saw. So now yeah. I'm confused when you are saying it was the people coming in <laughs> into Phoenix who were. No, I'm very confused now. Yeah, well, obviously, I'm not hurting myself. I can only tell what I was told. It could be inaccurate information I was given. I will not argue that one. Okay. I will definitely will not argue that one. But the fact is that there was a racial conflict was developing. How it all started, there are different sides to it. I'm not sure. But the most important thing I want to say about this is that racial conflict in South Africa must be stopped. We are one nation. What blessed my heart was to see during the cleanup campaign where the malls were destroyed, how people of different race groups were standing together, working together to clean the mess. That I liked and I wished and I prayed that, Lord, let this be how the new South Africa from now on is going to treat each other. Lock arms, work together to clean and to rebuild that which was destroyed. Racial conflicts, all of us must do our best to bring them to an end so that the whole world can see that South Africa consists of different race groups, tribal groups, and so on, and yet they are able to stand together, work together, help one another, because we are known as a rainbow nation. Let's leave that out and 
lock arms rather than attack one another. We are people of peace. The majority of South Africans are people of peace. They want to, to live in peace. They want to look after their families and let all work together to help South Africa be a nation that will become a model among nations of the world. I agree with you, uh, Reverend Mishwe, and I wish we had more time with you uh, so we can, you know, continue with this discussion. Because the more we talk, the more we open up, and the more we get encouragement from leaders such as yourself, we will get to a point where there is an actual calm, not that is preceding the biggest storm, but an, a calm. But unfortunately, I need to go to the news now, and I'd love to thank you humbly, Reverend Mishwe, for joining us. Thank you very much for the opportunity. God bless. Good night. Thank you. It's a minute past 11. Um, Greg Cross is giving us the news. Thank you very much for your patience, Greg. Good evening.